0: Hi and welcome to the Google Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some red flags and first impressions when you're doing a bid for new service. These are things to look out for and keep your eyes open to. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. It's always nice to get a call for a new service bid. And you may be excited, especially if you're new. You may not notice certain things. So I'm going to go over some things that... In your initial excitement, you may miss or may not even be tuned into. So, the first thing I do when I get to a stop is I'll look at the neighborhood and I'll look at the overall houses. I know this is going a little far, but typically you can tell the state of the neighborhood or the state of the account just by driving to the neighborhood. If the houses look run down or not upkept, then that's a good indication that this neighborhood, there's not a lot of pride of ownership. And it's kind of what I call, and this is an actual term that they use, it's called the broken window syndrome. And if, you know, they found out that if you leave houses that were abandoned, broken up, broken windows, run down, it would just increase the overall crime and neglect in the area. So a lot of cities would go in and repair houses and, you know, board things up, fix things up so that it, it doesn't kind of have a ripple effect or a domino effect. And this is kind of the same thing when you get to a neighborhood and you see that all the houses are kind of run down. It's just one of those things. It's human nature just to kind of follow the crowd. And you can follow the crowd in the other direction also. When you get to a neighborhood and everything looks like it's in great shape, then you know that that's a good area. Not that it would be dangerous to park your truck there. But in some cases in Los Angeles, it can be, but mainly you just want to get a feel for the area, generally the area where that accounts at, because you may be getting more accounts in that area. And so you want to get a feel for that neighborhood. It is at a neighborhood you want to work in and build a route around. You may want to look somewhere else, depending on what you, your first impression of the area is. Then the actual house itself, I'll see if maybe the trim needs painting, the garage needs painting, you know, how, how's the lawn? Is it unkept? not cut, dead, dirt, all these things are factors. Before I even go into the backyard, I assess all of of these things in the front and in the street. Again, you may think this is overkill, but it's a necessary part of evaluating the client even before you get back there. Now, when you get back to the backyard, you do the same kind of assessment. You know, is it hard to access the pool? Is there a bunch of junk by the gate? Is everything broken? Is the grass dead? And this is also an assessment of the client and how well they upkeep their, their stuff. And I think it's important so that later when you're asking to upgrade equipment or when there's a problem with the pool, they'll be more proactive. If they're not proactive with their lawn care, with the way their vehicles look, the way the house looks, they're probably not going to be proactive with anything regarding the pool and getting anything done or getting any upgrades, or getting to spend money on the pool, it's going to be a constant battle. So keep that in mind when you go back there. If everything looks well kept, then you're probably you know, in a position where this pool is probably going to be a good account to take. Then you want to assess the customer. Of course, they're going to be there, hopefully, so you can talk to them. I really don't take accounts unless I can meet the client, at least the primary client, husband or wife, the person I'm going to be dealing with. Because if you go in there blind, and I've done this before, where I've taken an account over a text message, and I've started doing the pool. Then when I finally meet the person, I realize that I don't really like this person, the way they talk, the way they they act with me. I shouldn't have taken this account, and I eventually will drop the account. But initially, you want to meet the primary person you're dealing with. Now, if it's a rental, you kind of want to meet the tenants because they're the ones you're going to be interacting with. The landlord may not meet you at the job site. He may talk to you on the phone. That's perfectly fine because you're not really going to be interacting with them, at least not at the pool pool site all the time. It'd be nice if the landlord would meet you down there so you can meet the landlord and get a feel for them, how proactive they are. Most landlords will get things repaired and fixed. They want to make sure that the tenants are happy. Some landlords, of course, won't, but I, I would say it's a safe bet that if they're renting the property, they're going to want to maintain the pool for the tenants or have you maintained the pool properly. So if the motor goes out or something else happens, they should okay the repair with no problem. Now the tenants, you definitely want to get to know who they are. And I don't know if this is something, but it's, you know, there's some psychology behind this. They've done tests on this where if you give certain students power over other students, they take advantage of that and they become like megalomaniacs. Sometimes tenants can be that way. When you're servicing the pool that the landlord's paying you for, the tenants can be demanding, they can be really irritating, they can be downright rude, and it's just something that psychologically happens when there's someone who has never had anyone under them, and now they have kind of you under them, and you're they think they're your boss, and so this can develop into a bad situation, so definitely if you're going to be servicing a pool that's tenant-occupied, meet the tenants, get to know them. Find out if they're just like normal folks that aren't going to be like on you and complaining about you to the landlord, because that does happen in some cases. And so make sure you meet the primary person you're going to be dealing with. Now, if you don't like the way the tenants are reacting to you right away, or if you don't like the homeowner themselves that come out there and talk to you when you're doing a bid, then I would say go with your instinct. Your first impression is always pretty much correct. If your initial gut feeling is that you're gonna have problems with these people, you probably will have problems with these clients. So just don't take the account. I had a pool where the builder was gonna do a remodel and I was gonna take care of the pool. And I met the wife, she was super nice. And I was, as I was leaving, the husband pulled up and he happened to be this high powered attorney. And he's like, he's talking to me like, you know, hey, I want to get a copy of your liability insurance and how many pools do you service? He was asking me a whole bunch of questions. I got a really bad feeling about this person. And so I called the builder and I said, hey, I don't know if you really want to deal with this person because he was pretty much harassing me when I was leaving and wanting a copy of my insurance and just asking me all these questions. And and the builder's like, yeah, I got the same impression when I gave him a bid too, so I probably won't remodel it. So you can just forget about doing that pool. And it's one of those things where our first impression of this person was it's going to be hard to deal with this person long term and we don't even want to deal with this kind of client so the client has to be someone you want to have a long-term relationship with because truthfully you're going to keep this account as long as you can keep it and there's going to be problems with the pool there's going to be equipment problems maybe you have some algae problems because of some circumstance that are your control and how is that customer going to react to any kind of problems with the pool so it's really crucial that the client is someone who you can work with who's friendly and reasonable Otherwise, I would pass on the pool if you get a feeling that this customer is someone that you can't deal with. Another indicator is why they're calling you for service. If they're complaining really bad about the past service, you know, he didn't do this right, didn't do that right, he didn't show up, he didn't do this, you know, he billed me wrong, any kind of complaints like that to me is a red flag also because if they're complaining so much against the former company, what really makes you think that you're not going to get the same kind of complaints from that customer. Now, if, the, if it was a legitimate thing, like the person wasn't showing up and it's obvious because the pool might have algae or the pool's neglected, then that's fine. There are pool service companies out there that have that are kind of flaky, and you'll run into that. But if the pool looks fine and they're giving all these complaints, I would say that would be a red flag. If they're legitimately complaining about the company because it, the pool was neglected, not taken care of properly you're probably fine with that client so kind of feel that out and make your judgment based on you know the state of the pool and if what they're saying is accurate i remember that i was referred to a customer because they had it was a friend of a client and they had the person had just bought the pool route from them and the pool wasn't looking too hot and i'll i'll, get, I'll grant that the person who purchased the route wasn't doing a very good job and I was hesitant to take the account because I wanted to give the guy a chance. And so I told him, you know, just kind of stick with him. He'll, he'll, it'll bounce back. I'm sure he'll get things in order. And it was one of those occasions where I felt really bad for taking the account from this guy because he just bought the route and he's a month in and the pool wasn't looking too pretty. And I kind of shocked the pool and I told him, you know, just let him know that he needs to balance the chemicals a little better. And it turned out that he was able to save that account, turn it around. I never met the person, but there are legitimate situations where there is neglect or there's a problem. And in this case, he just didn't know what he was doing 100%. And he was able to turn it around, fortunately. But you'll run into that, and there'll be cases where the pool just isn't being taken care of correctly. And if they call you for service, definitely you can take that account off that person. This was one situation where it was a client that referred me to a friend, and I didn't really want to take the account anyway. It was out of my way, and I was pretty booked up. And I figured I'd give the person that bought the route another chance, and he was able to turn it around, fortunately. And I think the state of the pool is a good indicator of the client also. So if the pool is green, if it has algae, you have to find out why it's that way. If they just bought the house and it turned out that way, or maybe the pump broke and they were trying to fix it, or maybe the pool started turning on them and they tried themselves to turn it around. These are all factors. You need to know why that pool is green or why it has so much algae. And if it's the fact that they're trying to take care of it and they just can't handle it, that's perfectly fine. If it's the fact that they're just too cheap to have called somebody to fix the pump, then that's the problem there so kind of find out why the pool looks the way it does you may get there the water might be cloudy That could be a symptom of just simple neglect or just sim- simple ignorance of how to take care of a pool that's perfectly fine if the pool kind of looks cloudy and you find out that they just don't know how to manage the pool you can take that account usually with no problem And once you turn a green pool around or a pool with algae or a cloudy pool around you're pretty much the hero and they're going to hire you and, and kind of be hands-off with you because they, they know what, they know that you know what you're doing. So finding out the reason why the pool looks so bad is another factor. It's something that you should investigate. You shouldn't take the pool blindly and say, oh, yeah, the pool is green or has algae. I, I, and just assume the customer didn't know how to take care of it. It could be the fact that they just didn't want to bother with it. And they were just ignoring the pool until it got to the point where the city sighted them. And I've had that before where they don't tell me that the city has given them a ticket. I was leaving a pool one time that was green and I'm walking out to my truck and a neighbor's like, so the city finally called someone over to take care of it, huh? And I realized that, yep, they had actually got sighted. And that was kind of a red flag for me because more than likely the neighbor had actually called the city on them. And they didn't call me, the customer didn't call me until the city was on their, their back. And to me, that's probably not the best client to take, someone who's not proactive, and they only are getting their pool in order because they have to, otherwise they're going to get you know a fined for that. So those are kind of red flags. You know, how does the pool look and why is it in that situation? Another really red flag for me is how the equipment is being maintained. Now, if the customer is taking care of their own pool, sometimes the equipment is not being maintained properly just because they don't know how to take care of the pool properly. So sometimes they'll have filter issues. And I've been to pools where I take over the account. And the first thing you want to do when you take over account is let them know that there's going to be a filter cleaning charge. You want to take the filter part and inspect it. So one time I took this D filter part, and I realized that the reason why the pool looks so bad is that the clients never put diatomaceous earth in the filter. They're actually running it without it. The grids are pretty much ruined at that point because it was run that way. For at least six months, I would say it was kind of weird that it was actually looking looking not super bad. But a DE filter without DE can actually maintain the pool fairly well. It's just really cloudy and it, you have water quality issues, but it can go sometimes for a long time. And this one went, I suspect, for at least six months because the grids just were stained with dirt. There's really no way to clean them. I could have probably acid washed them, but I didn't really know the state or the age of the grids. So I just told them that I see your problem here is that there was no diatomaceous earth put in there. Of course, they were like, oh what is that? What do I have to, what what do you mean no diatomaceous earth? So I told them that the grids were ruined and they had to replace it. They were fine with that. Once I got the pool in order, they were really great clients, but there's just that ignorance sometimes that they don't know what they're doing and the equipment will suffer. Sometimes they don't even empty out the pump basket. I've been to new bids where The only problem that I saw and the reason why the pool had really bad water quality was that the pump basket was impacted with debris. It was just totally compacted in there. The pump wasn't running properly. And once I emptied the pump basket, everything actually ran really well. So little things like that that they may not even pay attention to could be the cause of the problem. So make sure that when you're checking the equipment, you can distinguish between kind of customer ignorance and really neglect by the customer not wanting to get things repaired. If you get there and there's like duct tape everywhere or things are I've, I have a picture from one of my members where I've never seen a pool equipment pad with so much kind of MacGyver stuff done to it to keep it running. But if you get there and it looks like it's Mickey Mouse, and there's like, you know, different clamps on the filter because they didn't have the spring barrel nut. I've been to pools like that also. Or if there's like compression, fittings or things that are keeping the pool running anything that looks kind of odd and kind of like they did this because they don't want to spend money question the customer on that sometimes they bought the house it was just like that sometimes they just don't want to spend money on their equipment and they'll just tell you yeah i don't want to get a new pump or i don't want to get a new filter so i just put that bolt on there when i couldn't find the other one these are things that again are red flags to me if they don't want to get things replaced because later on down the road when you have to replace them they're going to fight you on it And trust me, you're going to get better at this as you do more bids. As you make mistakes and take on clients or take on pools that you shouldn't have, you're going to get wiser out there. But these are some things that I think you should be aware of right at the beginning. This will help you, I think, to not make the same mistakes that I've made or the pool professionals have made. Kind of have your radar up, kind of see the neighborhood, the house, the state of the house, state of the yard, state of the pool, the state of the equipment, and the kind of mental state of the customer all these are big factors. and if you ignore one of these and take the account, you could be in for a really long, hard battle. and I would suggest you really go in there with your eyes wide open and make sure you do your due diligence to find out why they're calling you, why they want you service, and why the pool looks the way it does when you take over when you're planning to take over service, you want to know why the pool is in that condition. These are all important questions. No one's going to get offended if you ask them hey, why is the pool green or how how come it's in this state? Kind of ask it in a casual way and see what their answer is. And I think the answer can determine if you want to take this account or not. If you're looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those on my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. Just click on the podcast icon on the banner. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I've recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah. Real quick, if you're not using Pool Service Software, try Skimmer Free for 30 days at GetSkimmer backslash PoolGuy. Again, that's skimmer backslash PoolGuy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.